I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Oh my goodness me! What a fantastic goal! What a goal! That is absolutely superb! Huge cheers go up around Emirates Stadium. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast for the week of Monday the 19th of March 2018. I'm your host Russell Hargreaves. Coming up on today's show, we bring you a roundtable chat with the Arsenal women's team. Adrian Sicknote clark is back for another round of Brain of Arsenal, back from his deathbed. We kick off by going around the club with our very own Max Jones. It's time to go around the club with Max Jones. Well, Max joins us now. Looking all right, given the fact that he's not been well, and you had a particularly wasted journey over the weekend as well. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've pulled through after uh, our Sunday league game got postponed. We've had a bit of bad weather over here in uh, in North London, so I'm, luckily it's not affected too many other games. I know that there was a women's game called off this weekend, which we'll touch on, but um, on the whole, it's still been positive. Good, so you can focus your energy on what lies ahead here, and as you say, largely positive. The women's team winning the Continental Cup last Wednesday with victory against Manchester City. This was cracking, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, in the end, it was it was only a 1-0 win, uh, but 1-0 win in the Cup final, you'd take that any day of the week, wouldn't you? And, and against what, them. Exactly, against Man City as well, who have been such a dominant force in not just men's football, but women's football as well for the last two seasons. Um, and I know it sounds strange to say in a 1-0 win, but it didn't really look like Man City were ever going to get themselves back in the game, going to get themselves in front, because it looked like Arsenal had another gear to get up into. I mean, they, what Joe Montemore has done so well since he's come in is he's really instilled this philosophy where we build from the back, and we've got a really strong foundation now with a pretty much unchanged back five um, each game. So you've got Sari van Wienendaal, who was imperious once again in goal. Um, and then you, you had the back four of Emma Mitchell, who's played pretty much every game. Uh, Louise Quinn, who's a dominant centre-back, really consistent. Uh, Leah Williamson, we know lots about. She's uh, been touted as you know, the next big thing for England for a while, and she's really coming into her own this season. And then finally, Lisa Evans, who is perhaps Joe Montemoro's biggest um, achievement, really, because she's a right winger. He's moved her to right back, and we've really, really reaped the rewards of that since. So in, in the final, I, I was just really impressed with the overall organisation more than anything, because you know this is a team who, like I said, we sort of going into the match as underdogs, 
but we pulled together as a team and were able to uh, to get a really good result. So I'm, I'm really pleased for them. And then the way that the match panned out, one nil, as you say, Vivian Miedema getting a first half goal and then, as you say, setting that stall out and very hard for the opposition to then try and counteract that and get back into the game if you get that goal, which they did. Yeah, absolutely. They had other chances as well. Um, Miedema wasn't involved too much, but I liked what Montemurro said at the end of the game where he said, uh, he told us, She's the sort of player who can go quiet, who you won't see for 70 minutes, but then when the ball pops up at her feet, you know that she's going to score, and she's proven that. She's already got uh, 10 or 11 goals, I believe, since she joined Arsenal uh, back in the summer. So she's been a, an incredible signing. I'd just like to uh, give Kim Little a special mention as well. She was captaining the side for her 150th appearance in that game. She struggled with injury. I think she was out for 10 or 11 months, and she's come back into the team. And although she's not at her sharpest you'd say because mm -hmm. she has set the bar so high throughout her career she definitely still had that quality and you, you could see that that's coming back and I really am looking forward to seeing all of that clicking. Well, that's a cracking story as is Vivian and let's hear from her when she spoke to Arsenal Media as of course the match winner. I think we've done really well like first half we played really good football second half I think yeah Man City has to come and they did that and I think we've done really well like keeping them away from the goal and they didn't really create that much so I'm quite happy. Well, I've not been doing anything for the last five and a half weeks so I was really happy that I could even be here today and I'm happy that I could help the team but I think everyone stepped up today and you saw that all game long and I'm just really proud of us. Great memories, great day and it's a competition on the whole that's been very good to Arsenal's ladies isn't it? Yeah, it really has. I mean, there's, there's only two teams that have ever won the uh, Continental Cup going all the way back to 2011, I believe. Um, so we won, I think it was three in a row. Um, and then Manchester City beat us in the fourth. We wrestled it back. Manchester City won again. And now we've got it back again. So it's very much a trophy between those two teams. It just shows how dominant they've been. And for us as well, for Joe Montemuro to get his first trophy in this competition, as the first bit of silverware that you can win as well. It's the equivalent of you know, winning the League Cup and then that giving you the boost for the remainder of the season, uh, like what the Man City men's team are yes. obviously doing at the moment. It's nice to, uh, to have that, to go into the final few games of this uh, Women's Super League season knowing that we can play well together and hopefully that should give us the boost we need. Yeah, that trophy in the locker and plenty of positivity to take forward, which unfortunately wasn't tested as we'd have liked at the weekend. The FA Cup quarter-final against Charlton postponed. Yeah, fell victim to the weather, as did uh, three of the other four quarter-finals. Uh, only one game took place and that actually saw Chelsea knock out Liverpool. That was a very good game. Um, and it just shows you how strong uh, Chelsea are at the moment to hit three goals past Liverpool. Um, so, yeah, all, all other fixtures will take place next weekend instead. That includes our quarter-final against Charlton. Um, and the semi-final draw, uh, draw was actually made this morning. Um, and we're going to be facing the winner of Durham against Everton. So we've had a, a fairly easy run, you could say, so far in the competition. Um, well, we've, we've beaten Yeovil, who've been struggling in the Women's Super League this season, uh, Millwall Lionesses, and obviously if we do overcome Charlton, then we would prefer to face Durham. Mm -hmm. But we have already beaten Everton twice this season. So either way, I think we'll be, we'll be looking at this one eyeing up the final. And what I will say is the other semi-final um, is probably where all of the eyes are going to be as it's Chelsea against you'd imagine Manchester City if they come through their quarter-final. So hopefully there we get rid of a big team and we get all that confidence going into the final and we can produce something similar to what we did the other year when we beat Chelsea at Wembley. Which would be two 
trophies in the locker in the space of a few weeks and months, which would be lovely. Uh, Max, let's move on to the, uh, the men's and the boys' side of things. Under-18s reaching the FA Cup youth semi-final after in the end a 5-1 victory against Colchester United. That was uh, very promising, wasn't it? And probably one standout performance in it as well. Yeah, it was a very comprehensive win in the end, as uh, reflected by the scoreline. But in the first half, you have to say Colchester did very well, uh, coming up against a really promising Arsenal team. And they managed to tame them for, for much of the first 45 minutes, and then we really hit our stride. Um, as you said there, Emil Smith-Rowe undoubtedly was, was the star of the show again. And his individual highlights reel uh, is certainly going to be worth a watch back at the end of the season. He scored that goal that we talked about um, a couple of weeks back against Sunderland where it just seemed to curl in at an impossible angle and his free kick from this game is well worth watching. I don't know if you remember uh, Dimitri Pyatt's free kick against Crystal Palace for a couple of seasons yeah, back when he was at yeah. West Ham where he sort of just arrowed it into the top corner and yeah. Wayne Hennessy couldn't do anything about it. Very similar to that. I'd argue probably better. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's great to see our, um, our academy sides doing so well um, and along with Emil Smith-Rowe, you've got some other really exciting players such as Xavier Amici, Tyrese John-Jules. They've played their parts this season. They've also played for the under-23s. Um, but yeah, I was, I was talking to Reese Nelson about this last week and even though he's still only young and still eligible to play, so we might see him in the, in the latter rounds, um, he's, he's been tipping a, a few of the youngsters for big things, most notably Flo Balligan, who, who scored in that win over Colchester. He's called him the... The next Eddie and Ketia, the young Eddie. I love the um, way that was with Eddie and next Eddie and Ketia. Yeah, we're, li we're lining them up young. <laughs> um, and then he's, he's really tipping uh, Bakaya Saka, who's still only a schoolboy, so he's still only 15 or, or 16, I believe. Um, he's really tipping him for big things. So those are two other players to look out So for. just to touch base on where we stand then, the semi-final will be against Blackpool over two legs. The first of which is, is upon us very soon, isn't it? And then the second will be a little bit later. So yeah, the, the first leg is is tomorrow night up in Blackpool um, and it's, it's a chance to get to our first final in this competition since back in 2009. Um, that side back in 2009 had the likes of Jack Wilshire, Francis Coquelin, Emmanuel Frimpong, uh, J. Emmanuel Thomas as well. So, you know, when you look at that crop of, of talent, you compare it to now, it's not as, uh, as glamorous as it was, but there's still some equally talented players in there and hopefully they'll be given their chance to shine on a bigger stage in the future. Maybe this FA Youth Cup run is, is, the, uh, is the perfect way to kick that off. And finally, Max, talking of those fledgling careers and people really delivering, Premier League 2 that you and I commentate a fair bit on for Arsenal Media, for Arsenal.com over the course of the season. Uh, we've not done a game for a little while, partially because of the weather and the way the fixtures have fallen live, but on the whole, it's gone very well because Arsenal could actually win Premier League 2 now. Yeah, so they could win Premier League 2, but they're also still in with a shout of, of doing a double in the Premier League International Cup as well. Um, this is an, another impressive youth side that, that we're boasting in our ranks at the moment. So they've reached the semi-finals of the Premier League International Cup. They're going to be playing against VRAL at, at Emirates Stadium. But back in the league, um, they're, they're sat second at the moment, one point behind Leicester City, who are leading. Um, but the important thing is that we've still got a game in hand. And after Saturday's 3-1 win against Chelsea, we are going to be really fancying ourselves to win this competition. Um, it may sound a bit simple to say and a bit straightforward to say, but this will be my analysis of okay. this team. Um, if you play Reese Nelson and Eddie Nketiah for the final three games of the season, you'll win the league. If, for some reason or another, they're not involved, be it due to, I don't know, injury or, or first-team commitments... You mentioned also how... 
particularly Reese might also play under 18s as well. Exactly, exactly. So if, if for some reason they're not involved, I think it's going to be a lot more difficult because whenever they've not been involved, we have struggled a bit. So if I were the academy staff, I'd be having a word with Arsene Wenger and just saying, look, I know, I know it's important to get them involved in the first team, but let's get this done first. And of course, if we win the league with one or two games remaining, then they can play for the first team as, as much as they want. But we really want to wrap up these, uh, these trophies for now. I just wonder whether the Europa League, where obviously Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang can't play, mm. where perhaps the striking options, depending on as Alexander exactly. Lacazette comes back, I wonder if that's the one where they might be needed in and around that first-team fold in particular. Yeah, well, that's, that's the thing. Eddie Nketiah has been on the bench. He made his uh, first team, or his Premier League debut off the bench against um, Brighton. Uh, during that defeat there because we didn't have too many strikers available for that and obviously there was the Europa League as well where he's been used as a, a sort of second string striker to Danny Welbeck um, but yeah every time he's played for the under-23s and every time that Reese Nelson's played for the under-23s they seem to have scored they both scored at the weekend as well um, so you know they're, they're really looking a cut above their, their peers at that level. We witnessed it at a very cold Boreham Wood a few weeks ago, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we the, did. the lads just uh, ripped Manu apart at times. Exactly. I know that was a while ago, but... And that's, that's the thing, going back to, to that chat that I had with Reese a couple of weeks ago for the magazine, he was saying that, you know, now that they've played for the first team, every time they go back and play for the 23s, they realise that they're training with world-class players every day. A lot of these um, players on the opposing sides aren't doing that. So you can already tell that there's a psychological and a physical and technical advantage there. Max, great work. Good to have you back to uh, go around the club here on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Cheers, Russ. Well, before that Continental Cup victory, we spoke to Arsenal women's stars Alex Scott, Leah Williamson, Dan Carter and Kim Little about their favourite cup final memories. OK, let's go to... DC, Dan Carter, where do you keep your winner's medal or medals? Mm. Oh, um, currently they're in a box because I've recently moved. Just waiting to be um, displayed again once I've settled. Oh, I was did say. you display yours? She did. Did you? Yeah, I did. In her last house, it was like yeah. a shrine. It was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, what's the most amount of missed messages you've seen after a game? Oh. I couldn't say the number, but I am actually quite bad. <clears throat> After a game, I don't really reply to people. She leaves them on the blue dot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, you would read because... it and not reply? Yeah. Oh, that's worse. And I'd oh, rather you read it. Yeah, I agree. Oh, no, that's, that's terrible. No, listen, let me explain. I appreciate that I've got all the messages, but straight after a game, I'm celebrating with my teammates or, yeah. like, my friends and my family that are there. Yeah. So then throughout the next day or the week, I'll then reply to week. everyone. She went from the next day to the week. <laughs> weeks a bit off. Weeks, weeks no, but you've taken long. the time out to read it. Do you need to be calm when you walk out or do you want to be psyched up? By the time you get to the final, you should already, like you're already buzzing to be there, so it's just mm. about settling down and enjoying it. You know, the hard work's done, you just gotta finish it off. What is your favourite cup final memory? Oh. We knew what Dan's would be, so I'll come to you. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Dan, tell us why. Yeah. Um, Go on. Oh, off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> Too many. <laughs> OK. Um, oh, Kim's got one now. Yeah, the FA Cup final against Bristol at Coventry, which was in 2011, I think. Um, we won 2-0. It was fun. <laughs> Dan, do you want to relive your one? Probably the last FA Cup <laughs> final that we was in. That was quite a special day. What was the score? Uh, 
Not sure. Was it one now? <laughs> Who scored? Who scored? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I might have gone, actually. <laughs> Sarcasm? <No>. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, that was a good day. Um, I actually had quite a lot of family there. Um, so it was good for me to be able to score at Wembley in front yeah. of them all and get the win for us and another trophy. <laughs> Leah? How do you feel when you walk in and see your shirt hanging on the wall? No, it's nice. It's, I've grown up at Arsenal and I support Arsenal, so going from being a kid where you go to the shop and buy it, you know, on release day and get somebody else's name on the back, it's nice to have my own. Um, I think that was the biggest thing for my mum when I signed for Arsenal. She couldn't, couldn't quite believe it. Who was mascot? One of the cup finals too, wasn't you? I was. Oh, yeah. Oh, do you want to talk about that cup <laughs> Which one? <laughs> what one was that? Yeah. Alex might have scored a goal to win the Champions League. Oh, the Champions League one? Yeah. Of course, you oh. mascot that one too. Oh, you didn't Fantastic. know that one. <laughs> 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 Funny that Alex wanted to talk <laughs> about that one. All oh, right. Oh, I wasn't actually thinking about that one. I was actually thinking about the final Milton Keynes. Oh, was your ball game? Oh, yeah, 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 I was. I was mascot with Kelly. See? Yeah. She just blushed a little bit. Yeah, a couple of times. I'm <laughs> the mascot a couple of times. You are a diehard fan, aren't you? <laughs> diehard. Yeah, yeah. Fulfilled that dream. Thanks for bringing that one up. <laughs> <laughs> it just came to me, sorry. OK, this one's to you all, actually. Do you record the game? Do you watch the game back as soon as you get the chance? I do. If it's on TV, I'll record it on the telly, watch it on the telly and then watch our... Like, Do you uh, watch both? Perfect. Yeah, the way the way that we film it. So I watch it with the, all the commentary and see who's been nasty about me. And then uh, <laughs> no, no, yeah, I watch it on watch it on the telly as soon as I get home. And then I also watch the anal analysis um, from our manager. So I'm, I love it. Now, if it's on the TV, my mum would always record it, <clears throat> and then my brother would watch it back, and my mum would watch it back. But I would rather watch it back on. What we get the, the inplay, yeah. yeah. Instead of listening to like, everyone's opinions, I'd just rather watch it peacefully and then talk it through properly. Do your mum and brother give you their opinions? Oh, all the time. <laughs> really? My mum actually thinks she's Jose Mourinho. <laughs> <laughs> so that's another reason why I would rather just watch it by myself, away from her. <laughs> the chalkboard with Adrian Clark. Adrian Clark rejoins me at the chalkboard. Clarky, after your pretty severe ailment as it since transpired, it's lovely to have you back. How oh, are thanks, you? Thanks, mate. Yeah, no, it's great to be back. I'm actually quite refreshed. I'm a bit, little bit lighter than I was before. Um, but yeah, five, six days, couldn't do anything. It was, uh, yeah, not fun at all. And I've already seen you've got Herculean strength having wait, sort of spent that time lying down. You lifted a printer that was blocking the door, <laughs> literally with a finger. Well, it was a photocopier. Let, yeah, let, yeah. It's not a printer. It, let, let's get this right. It was uh, yeah, a photocopier. I thought they weren't going to uh, let us in today. I thought they, thought they were trying to tell us something, blocking the doors to the studio. But uh, we're here. Yeah, it's good to be back. Full of beans, full of energy, back to his fighting weight. Adrian Clark is back and we love it. <laughs> Hopefully not too good when we get onto Brain of Arsenal in a moment. Before that, uh, last week was the anniversary, of course, of Dennis Bergkamp's goal against Newcastle. For many, the goal. Arsenal's greatest ever goal? I don't know. What would you say? No, I, I, I actually don't think so. Um, and look, I love Dennis, lucky enough to play with him. I've talked to him about this goal and... and, and he, he always talks about it being instinct and that he never really pre-planned it. And obviously you can't pre-plan that kind of manoeuvre. Um, but hand on heart, as brilliant as he was, and I know this is an unpopular opinion, I'm not totally sold that he meant it to come out exactly as it did. So although it's brilliant and it is right up there among Arsenal's great goals, there's just that element of doubt that 
he kind of fluked it a little bit. So I'm not going to put that as my greatest ever. What I mean, we're talking. Then? Well, we're talking about. Let's talk of the Wenger era, I guess. I mean, there have been some amazing girls, probably way beyond that. But but let's talk Wenger era. I think my my favourite is what is Jack Wilshere, and I commentated on it at the game against Norwich in 2013. It was just an absolute joy to watch. I like the team goals. Like the intricate triangles and the instinct, if you remember it, uh, you know, Cazorla into Wilshire, Wilshire um, into Giroud, and it was a couple of back flicks and then a lovely finish. The Thomas Rosicki goal was close to it. Um, I think that was against Sunderland. Um, but for me, Jack Wilshire is the best. There are a couple of Thierry Henry goals in there that I would put probably even above the Dennis one. But my favourite Henri goal is the one against Liverpool. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I don't know if you remember it, mm. where he, he runs practically from the halfway line, just goes slaloms through the whole team. Diddy Haman just falls over from the first dummy. Then Jamie Carrick just gets tied in a, an actual knot, trips up over his own feet, and then and he slots in. It was the context of the goal. It was a huge game. Arsenal desperately needed to win that game in the Invincible season, and it was just spectacular. That's the thing as well. There are so many parameters. There's the context of the goal. Mm. There's the quality of the goal. There's the type of goal, as you say. And also, even sometimes, the commentary of a goal adds to the iconic status. I think if we hear it every week on the show with the Charlie George, he can hit some commentary. That probably ranks it even a bit higher just because people associate it with that. There are, there are so many different little bits at play here. Mm, of course, yeah. And look, the Michael Thomas one, that, that, you know, when you come to iconic goals, that... It's hard to beat that, but yeah, in terms of quality, I'm a I'm long range hits, obviously good, good technique, but but I think anyone can produce them every now and again. I just I like the t- and, and Bergkamp's goal is spectacular because I would imagine only Dennis Bergkamp of the players of the last generation would have been able to conjure up something like that. So it is special, but my personal taste is the team goal. And I was lucky enough to commentate on, on that Jack Wilshere goal against Norwich. 
And I just, it blew my mind. It, it was just absolutely brilliant. And it was ultimate Vengable. And we all know what Vengable is. That was Vengable in a goal. So, um, yeah, that's the top one for me. Will Vengable feature in any way, I wonder, in this? Brain of Arsenal. Well, the Arsenal Weekly podcast editor, Liam Roberts, has been, as ever, watching us like a hawk from the other side of the studio. Now, set steps into centre stage. Uh, there's been quite a degree of controversy about this slot over the last couple of weeks. I've just been looking at my Twitter. The vote's closing not long ago. And I've just lost out 52 to 48%. So you've been done by your own fans. Well, this bloke chipped in a fair bit yeah. with his responses yeah, actually, as well, yeah, yeah, to you, be you're fair. You were in bed all week. How many times did you, uh, did well, you register? Well, I was towards the end of my uh, ailment when this, when this poll came out. And, and yeah, I mean, to put it into context, you basically called, uh, you called for me to forfeit the, the, the brain of Arsenal Did you fixture. fulfil your fixture last week? I didn't week. fulfil the fixture, but you... Did the opposition turn up ready to play? <laughs> yes, I they did. I didn't fulfil it, but I did get the paperwork in in time. I, you know, I, 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 I allowed all parties concerned, I gave them due notice of my non-appearance. It wasn't know. a no-show. Yeah, I, actually, I actually can confirm this now. I, I looked back at the official paperwork and Clarky sent me a text the night before, so... Um... So you were calling for... Opposition what were you didn't calling get for? 3-0 win, 3-0 by Premier League and FA rules yeah, for a no-show. I didn't go for the full 4-0 of... I can't be honest. I thought it was a, it was a desperate, yeah. desperate measure. Did you uh, vote on the uh, on his? I poll? totally voted. Yeah. <laughs> How many times? <laughs> no, you, you only vote once. Well. Annoyingly, <laughs> believe you me, I tried. I totally <laughs> voted, and, I, and, and I obviously besmirched uh, the Hargreaves name. I called him out for for, for being a bit, a bit of a low blow, kicking a man while he's down. I've got to say that's that's kind of what you did. I thought you said you were back on your way up by then. Well, yeah, but I wasn't fully up. Clark, uh, he's got 100 new accounts now on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Adrian, J. Adrian Clark, Clark Adrian, Adrian Clark. Clark. People have spoken. They've, they've, they've got a heart. And Just. Uh, I thank them for it. Well, Just. we're back. So you've both had an extra week for revision. As if we just didn't leave it to five minutes ago. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so we're back to week one and week two um, for your subjects. Russ, you're on week two of... The 2013-14 entire Arsenal FA Cup winning run. Indeed, and uh, Clark, you've come back for week one. Oh, yeah, Bruce Rioch, yeah. Uh, As yeah. a player, yeah? No, no, yeah. Oh. the managerial career, not just of Arsenal, managerial career of Bruce Rioch, because he's become the forgotten gaffer, hasn't he, in between George Graham and, and Arsene. So, um, yeah, let's uh, let's find out a bit more about him. So, um, I think it's your, it's, Russ, your turn to choose if you'd like to I don't quite remember, but yeah, go on, I'll have a go. <laughs> so, you want to go first? Yeah, go on. Okay, it's week two on the uh, FA Cup run. Question start now. Can you name our four penalty scorers in the semi-final shootout win over Wigan? I can. Mikhail Arteta. Kim Kallstrom. Talking about forgotten men. Um, Santi Cazorla. Olivier Giroud. Correct. Start. Question two. We had the same referee for third round and our quarter-final games. He's the only referee who refereed different games for us in that run. Who is he? Oh, that's, that's tough. Just from reading through the match reports, I do, the only thing I'm going to say is I remember a referee's name appearing more than once, which was Lee Probert, but I may be wrong. It was Mark Lattenberg. Ah. Ah. Clarky. There's a little fist bump there. <laughs> that was verging on a, a week three question, wasn't it? <laughs> Question three. Well, it is week three, technically, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Question three. Not including shootouts, mm. how many penalties did we concede in the run? Okay. So, not in the third round. 
fifth round, we conceded one against Liverpool. Not in the sixth round. Not in the final. I'm trying to remember if Jordi Gomez's goal was a penalty or not in the semi. And just trying to remember whether there was a penalty in the Coventry game. Take your time, mate. I know, it's a tricky question. <laughs> Get my coffee. I'm going to say two. Correct. Well played. Yep, Wigan and Liverpool. Yeah. Okay. A question for what was unique about our fourth round game, uh, fourth round win over Coventry? There was something unique about the game. The only thing I can think of is the timing. It was the first game of the weekend. I know that. Therefore, the only thing I'm ever going to say. Oh crikey! I don't think it would have been the first ever Saturday lunchtime FA Cup game. Would it have been maybe the first ever Friday night FA Cup game for TV? I think it's something to do with the timing. Is timing enough or do I have to be more specific? Or am I wrong I anyway? I want specifics. So I'm on the right lines here. I can give you a half a point, but I want specifics. I'm going to plump for first Friday night game. Wasn't our first Friday FA Cup game? First televised Friday FA Cup game. It wasn't even that. I don't think. It was our first ever Friday. It was our first Friday night game in the Premier League era in the FA Cup. We had well, played. On, we had played on a Friday. Parky, what do you think? We had. We hadn't Pretty played on TV. <laughs> <laughs> I need a education. I think, I think half a point is very fair. Um, but yeah, I, I'd almost feel hard done by not getting the point for that. Um, I'm happy to give him the point. Going to give you the point yeah, then. Give you the point. Three, three out of four. Kind. Very kind. Fair enough. <laughs> three out of Thank four. Thank you very much. Good effort. <laughs> three out of four. Nicely done. So, Mr. Clark, you need four. Yeah. To, uh, yeah it's tough. Or tough I'm going to have to find week three questions for him. So, yeah. I don't want to do that. So, okay. So week one questions. Bruce Rayak starts in now. How many British clubs has he managed? Oh, how many British clubs? Right. He has managed Torquay, Middlesbrough, Millwall, <laughs> Bolton. Arsenal, Norwich, Wigan, seven. Correct. Nice. How many games did he manage Arsenal? Oh. This is on Wikipedia. Yeah, so. it is. I think it was 47. Correct. Question three. Can you name his two sign-ins at the start of the 95-96 season? I can, yeah. Uh, David Platt and Dennis Bergkamp. We're very excited about the arrival of both of them. But, I mean, both big, big name players. So, um, yeah, now I remember it well. OK, and for the win, what are the only two trophies he has won as a manager? Cool, that's a good one. That is a good one. Oh. Well, trophies, not honours. So. Trophies. You see, do you get? Does it? Does it play? Is there a playoff trophy? Is there such a thing? So, he won the championship by playoff trophy um, with a yeah with Bolton against Reading and. He also won, I think he won another playoff, you know. Did he win the Danish? Did he win something in Denmark? Well, I think he also won the playoff trophy in League, League One, which would be the old second division, I think, at the time, with, um, with Middlesbrough. Correct. Four out of four, he's pulled out of that. <laughs> Well done. I thought it was a hard question. Last gasp, save. Brilliant. Thank you. No, I'm, I'm chuffed with that. Yeah, chuffed with that. 
So, uh, yeah, tight. That was a Four tight... Uh, yeah, it's good for you, because you've got three points on week two. So, uh, yep. dragging back. Like it. So, um, on to a new subject. You know what, week. I really enjoyed doing that, so I'm going to just move on a year, because it's another great <laughs> FA Cup, so I'm going to go 2014-15. I just have to go Four forward. Run. I have to go forward one year on Wikipedia. <laughs> this is brilliant. Yeah, it's kind of worked out better for me. Like it, Clark. You're really good to have you back, and I'm yeah. glad you're well again. Oh, thank Don't you. stay too well for too long because <laughs> this is very sharp and it's scaring me. But um, tell me when we can either hear or see you again. Well, um, yeah, no, bre no breakdown filming today, but I am planning to do uh, some breakdown filming later in the week, looking back at and analysing the first leg of the FA Youth Cup semi-final, uh, Blackpool against Arsenal. Really, really looking forward to, uh, to looking at that game in, in more detail. Hopefully, it'll be an Arsenal victory. Well, the final word this week goes to Joe Montemiro, who was interviewed at Emirates Stadium at half-time in our 3-1 victory against AC Milan. Yeah, it's a special day, and uh, all credit to the girls. They had a, they had a great game and uh, did very, very well. So. I'm, I'm very, very happy. It's, uh, we've worked hard. Uh, the girls have believed in, uh, in in what we're trying to achieve and trying to do. And uh, today was a was a test for us. It was to see where we're really at, and uh, we think it's a launching pad to go further and further. Well, that's full time on this week's show. Our thanks to Alex Scott, to Dan Carter, Leah Williamson, and Kim Little, plus Joe Montemiro, Max Jones, and of course Adrian Clark for their contributions today. We'd like to know how we're doing on the podcast, so please leave us a rating and review on iTunes. You can subscribe as well, and also find us on Acast these days. Remember to get questions in for Clarky at the chalkboard on Twitter using the hashtag Arsenal Weekly. And we're back on Monday, the twenty sixth of March. The Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.